now, say now, you're tuned in to the Wake Up and Win podcast, and I am your host, Devon Pouncey. We are here at the Momentum Studios, a little bit different from the Living the Dream Studios, but oh yeah, we're back fresh off of vacation. I got D-Boy alongside me here today. What's going on, D-Boy? What's good, sir? How you feeling being in this new environment? It's a new environment, but mm-hmm. I'm liking it so far. So like far, it. so good, and obviously we got a good episode to get through here, and I think I'll like it even more once we are done with this episode, hopefully. That's the plan. I think we will. I also got Spencer Shea in the building. What's going on, fella? What up, what up? A whole lot. Um, Obviously, we've been out for quite some time, so we certainly got a lot to get into. Yeah, it's good to be back. I like it in here. This is nice. You like the vibe? It's round, you know, that's not a round Round table table vibe. Yeah, It is real round table vibes. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. I'm feeling it so far. I'm feeling it so far. So some quick announcements before we get into some content here today. Um, Go and check out the Street Roots podcast since I've... Last been on this podcast, I've released two interviews. The most recent interview is with friend of the show, United States Senator Ron Wyden. Um, Senator Wyden came and joined us to talk about was what was a historic expansion of the child tax credit, which is expected to cut child poverty by 50% in the United States of America. He also talked about the Portland Trailblazers. He talked about climate change. He talked about his transition as the new chairman of the Senate Finance Committee. So a whole lot there for you to dig into and get updated on what's going on with the Senate Finance Committee and much more. Um, Also, before that, we had Nick Kristoff, who's a columnist at the New York Times, join us on the Street Roots podcast. And he joined us to talk about his journey as a journalist, obviously, and what it's like being an Oregon farm boy and now making his way up to the New York Times and much more. That episode was co-hosted with Gary Barker, who was a former vendor at Street Roots. For those of you that don't know, I am the vendor program director at Street Roots. But now Gary is the coordinator of our Mojo program, which is a mobile journalism program. That's what Mojo stands for. And the initiative is focused on people experiencing experiencing homelessness, producing media. So um, just trying to elevate folks, you know what I mean? To be yeah, able that's to, cool. Absolutely. It's like they're already selling a newspaper week in and week out anyway. So their interest is there. Um, that's one of the biggest sales pitch, too, of our newspaper is our vendors knowing what's actually in the newspaper. So they really stay up to date with what's going on in regards to current events, obviously, with whatever it is that we're publishing. So it makes sense to elevate them to through this Mojo program to be able to start producing media as well. Yeah, I mean they're in the media space, you know, and, all the time. And you're right, like and <laughs> more right, than the average. Joke. Every time that I'm getting a paper, I'm always being informed about what is in the paper, what articles to look out for. Like by ed- every vendor, they basically always give me like a. I really enjoyed this article. Yeah, come check this out on page. Yeah, blah, 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 where do you blah, blah. buy your papers at? Usually at the New Seasons on Thirty Third. Okay, but um, I and uh, they they've changed it up over there. They put like. Uh, benches out there in front of that new seasons, like almost uh-huh. like like food seating. Yeah, and there used to be um, a woman that sold some food, and then there a cat, a cat across the street sold street roots, and a couple other people's you know vending in like little tents and stuff. And I don't, I didn't see them out there the last couple times I've been there because they got these new benches. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'll keep you updated on that. Yeah, uh, you know, develop as it develops. Absolutely, so, yeah. absolutely. Because it's kind of weird. I'm like. 
Do you did you really need benches out here like that? Like yeah, let me know. You know, yeah, I like I'm to all, know what's going yeah, on. Around I'll here. let you know about that. <laughs> Just in <laughs> case we got to make some changes or at least attempt <laughs> that's, to. That's you what know? I'm saying. Yeah. I like the positive portion that it adds to your experience. Like you asked him, where do you buy your papers at? It's like. I buy mine on Lovejoy at the Safeway. Right. But it's like, you kind of know, like, it's expected. I was there now today. That, yeah, it's like, they're going to be there. They're going to be right there. I'm going to grab this. I'm going to tell them, you know, who my brother is, whatever, and just keep it moving. Keep it moving. But it's like, like you said, they always give you a quick one-liner or, or extra appreciative, and that's part of the experience. You know, and it's And it's like, it makes sense to be able to... If you're in that post selling yeah. papers, right, and having the like the the knowledge, and then being able to move information about like whatever it may be, you know, the Mojo program right. or uh, new articles and street roots, or making your own little multimedia, you know, what I'm saying situations like those are the people they have the most information about people going in and out. They of, know what's going on around here. Yeah, yeah. period. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I right. can't tell you how much stuff yeah. I've learned from the streets yeah, first talk before about I ever learned it from the to internet. The source. You yeah. can't get more direct to the source <laughs> right. than that. Yeah, not even outside. the news. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, another announcement, the Solano County Summer Jam Classic. I'm oh, going yeah. back to the Bay, y'all. I'm yeah. going back to the Bay. That's August a big, 14th. Big tournament. That's a big tournament. Absolutely. tournament. Absolutely. August 14th and 15th. It'll be the FIVA Family Foundation, and FIVA is the nickname for Jason Verretta, the San Francisco 49ers. He's Pro Bowl corner, starting cornerback for them. Um, we had him on this podcast here earlier in the year, and it was an absolute hit. Uh, but he is given a 15K cash prize, and he's also doing this in partnership with Club HBHF, which is Stevie Johnson, who used to play for Buffalo the Buffalo Bills. Bills. Another Pro Niners, Bowl receiver I and believe. the Niners. Yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. So they're throwing this tournament together, and it's a 15K cash for prize. For people who for don't know what 15K team. is, 15000 That just sounds $15,000. <laughs> 15000 okay. For those of you that don't know. Yeah, K kind of make it don't sound as much. $15,000 15, for a basketball tournament. Yeah, yeah. Five Ring on five basketball five tournament. Five on five. Yeah, five on five, absolutely. So who's the uh, DJ? DJ Rowe, my cousin Roman, okay. our cousin Roman yep, out yep. in the Bay Area. He's the DJ. I'll be the host slash MC slash commentator slash it's like all a the family things. affair yeah. out there. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's gonna be a, a good time, affair. you know. What I mean? And we all went to Rodriguez. So Stevie Johnson went to Rodriguez High School. Jason Verrett went to Rodriguez High School. Yes. I went to Rodriguez High School. Roman went to Rodriguez High School. Trey Verrett, who's and Jason's brother, who's basically running. This yep. whole thing went to Rodriguez High School. We you all, wear we so all. many hats. We don't know where you're going to fit in in any given situation. You might be. Yeah, are you going to play? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Ain't no telling. I, I'm not DJing this event. They, they want me to come and rock the mic and host things and just make sure things are moving. So definitely appreciative That's of cool. that, you know, to be able to come out there and do that in the hometown. So that is August 14th and 15th for my Bay listeners. If you got a squad, I think they got four slots left. I think it's a 12-team tournament. They got four slots left. So you better get your squad together. Even if you need to uh, play the role of general manager and you got a little <laughs> something and you know some guys that can hoop and That's say, true. hey, I, might I got a team together. I got a business Ooh. proposal. <laughs> Ooh, Treat it like 15, a business proposal. 15K? You just got my wheels turned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. with these knees, I'm not playing. <laughs> yeah, I know I would, but man, I got a shin, a shin thing going on. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You're cooked. Uh, You're cooked. <laughs> You're hey, done. Not to interrupt. Is it more on that? Is it no, more? go for oh, it. We got something else important on the 14th of August. Talk about it. One year anniversary of the Living the Dream branding company oh, official wow. storefront. One year already, One fellas. year. One Man, year. Man, that's, that's trippy. We opened a business during the pandemic and was hoping to sustain six months. 
Next month, August 14th, we are celebrate one year. And talk crazy, about it. Man. Talk about it. Because and, obviously, mm-hmm. you know, we're still on announcements and I totally don't mind because we haven't been on this podcast in a month. So just giving a refresher for the new listeners and catching up the the listeners that we've already had that that have stuck around and will always stick around. I actually had to throw that in there. For sure. But um a lot of them don't always know what we have going on, especially right now. Like in my case, it's summer. So it's off season for me. College basketball, I'm always talking about the upcoming games and the upcoming uh, announcements in that regard. But now it's sort of the off season for us in regards to some of the things that we do professionally. In your case, you two are performers. So it's been the off season for the last year and a half with this pandemic not, not allowing you yeah. to go out and perform. So mm-hmm. talk about more about the living the dream branding company what's worked what's not worked and and how you got to this point of now getting ready to celebrate a one-year anniversary i actually just got the final cut of an interview i did a collaboration with uh one of my ex-producers and friends from long beach uh california he's doing a segment of videos called black in business and so i was a black entrepreneur that he interviewed and i want you guys to look out for that in the coming weeks because i do dive extremely deep into how this came to be and what my daily activity looks like within the business, some of the challenges I face, some of the the good spot. But overall, like I said, to be on an upwards trajectory and, and with as much information as I've consumed and learned through actual being in it, experience, like they say, as the right. best teacher, um, yeah. um, I, I'm excited and I'm surprised. I'm not surprised because I didn't think we could do it. I'm surprised that when you really execute a plan and 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 really do it, it, it can work. And yeah. it can work wonders and surprise you. So with with us not doing shows, me and Spliff uh not being able to perform live, which he did a lot of shows with me. I came out to a lot of his shows. Like yeah. it, it really stripped us of a form of creativity, expressing our creativity. Right. You know, not necessarily creating because we still create it, but expressing that through live performance. So we opened a business, a branding company, and a lot of my following segued into being customers or, you know, at least interested in this level of business. We do custom screen printing and embroidery. So I opened my business having kind of a one-track mind on who I was going to market to. And again, through experience, I learned that your target market is almost everybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? From the stores we go to, you see that Safeway embroidered on the on the shirt or you go, you see team uniforms, you see the uniform screen printed, or you see the construction workers at a construction site. So all of these people became um, customers ultimately. And so I got busier than I've ever been or ever expected. And I think in the long run, it's going to tie back into making music even easier for me to do and express right at the right time as things are opening back up. And I think live shows are, are back, you know, popping in on the way. Absolutely. And you're not just doing apparel. Like I, I went to a restaurant with you today mm-hmm. and they have like stickers of their logo on the outside of the restaurant that are fading. And they're asking you to make these new stickers that are like on the windows <laughs> oh, wow. of their restaurant. So yeah, it, it, like, it's much deeper than just like, real oh, I'm, making, I'm embroidering and screen printing shirts. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. It, it's a lot, lot more than that. And, and that's what I say again. For me, I just I can't wait until people watch things like the Black in Business and I continue to create content that shows what goes on behind the scenes. Cause obviously you my brother, you my partner, like y'all get to hear it as I'm happy as these things are happening. But again, you were with me in a time where people wouldn't even know that 
I went to go take measurements of a of a window decal. Yeah. In order to execute a new level of providing for a banding company. You know what I mean? Like you said, it's deeper than the t-shirts and the embroidery. It's like we're doing custom signage and we're doing marketing and we're creating logos and all of the in-between. So again, it's just a market for everybody and I've been staying very busy. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, let's jump into some content, fellas, because we do have a new NBA world champion in the Milwaukee Bucks. Who would have thought? Not uh, I mean, a lot of people, I think. A lot of people thought coming that, Coming into right? this season? No. Hell no. No, not no. coming into this it was, season, it no. It was Nets but, and Lakers. But I'm, talking, was, about, I'm talking about between... Was, people didn't even think as recent as two weeks ago when the Suns was up 2-0, bro. Yeah. You feel very me? Very true. Like, that's uh, real talk. Now, a lot of people didn't expect this. They rattled off four straight. Oh, yeah, that's crazy. I, di- I <laughs> did not think that Phoenix was going to... Give it up. An entire series. They move. And and you know, and it's, I mean, it's, it's, I'm sure. (laughs) Listen, I know it's a hack meet, you know, sort of topic at this point to, to come at Chris Paul, but the numbers are right there for you. He's just constantly blowing leads and he didn't even play necessarily that bad. It's a team game, cuz. I know, I know. It just, (laughs) it just sucks for him. You know, I honestly, as far as I was concerned, like I would have loved to see Chris Paul get one and then, you know, Giannis come next year or whatever the case may be, just to be like, get it out of the Giannis way. Giannis is young. He has time. No, listen, he's making a case. I mean, you have to, right? You have to talk about it now. Like, where is he trajectory-wise on his path to being top five of all time, top three of he's all time? He's on the way. He's the, he's the best player in the world right now. Can I can I can I tell you can I tell oh, y'all wait, something? Wait, you hear what I said? He's I said the what best I said. player in the world can I, can right I, now. Can I, can he's I the best player that? in the world. In the world. Can I speak on on that? Go hmm. for it. All right. He's he's definitely not the most skilled player in the world. We okay. can we so listen Go listen. What he is he's one of the best players in the world. He's not the best player in my opinion. He's one of the best. But what he what he's showing is and what he's helping is the game of basketball again where it's balancing out and improving that bully ball and big man ball and high percentage shots in the key still matter. In a time where we hear about the Currys going for 60 and shooting 23s and, you know, Dame (laughs) hitting for 50 back to back to back, shooting 28 three-pointers and these kind of 9 of 21 from the three. And these are real numbers that we see. It, It, again... It levels and evens that playing field and reminds you that if you make your free throws and if you take high pers- I'm seeing that was, was the most shocking part of the whole. He and, didn't and, miss and, hardly. And, and that's for seventeen. But that's I what. But, that's but just... the free throws and then even if you look at like the last three games that they played, his stat line, it was always higher than damn near fifty percent from the field. Yeah. Like he well, was he's taking, taking two foot shots every yeah. time. When, when Giannis when Giannis is not at his best. It's when he's shooting a flat mid-range jump shot and when he's missing threes. He got away from that. He shouldn't shoot threes. But again. He shouldn't. Again, in a game where threes rule the world. It's the modern day. It's the modern day. That's what I'm saying. Again, he went back to bully ball driving, getting And they didn't have anything for him. Well, that's why I think, like you said, it's great 
for the game of basketball it's because essentially game. it gives basketball fans the best of both both worlds. And, and, Obviously, the young fans, we like the three-point shooting. You can watch all the high school mixtapes in the world. These kids got more range than we've ever seen before, thanks to Steph Curry and the people of the likes of Clay right, Thompson, right. Damian Lillard, all of that. But he still has too many flaws in his game to be the best. No, in the I don't world. think so. Yeah, I don't. I, you see, know what I'm saying? Well, like, I, I'm not. It's too I many think, flaws. I think what it comes down to for series. me. What it comes down to for me is that there's nobody within the sport of basketball that dominates both sides of the basketball. Kevin Durant is better than Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yeah, no doubt. But to the magnitude that Giannis it, Antetokounmpo sure, does. Sure, but here's the thing about that Milwaukee team. Like you said, it's a team sport. Dude, Drew Holiday is one of the best on-ball defenders Middleton in the game. Middleton saved him. He uh, kept Chris the freaking, Middleton. He kept the series alive. Is, is a, I've I never seen a bad team win bro, a championship. We thought Giannis, no, was no, out. We thought no, Giannis no. would be out till next year did, on that leg injury. I've uh, never seen nasty. a bad team win a championship. Let's start there. Well, for yeah. sure. But this guy but is also not, a two-time MVP. He's only 26 years yeah. old. No, he's he's a defensive way. player yeah, of the year award winner. He's not the best player in the world. No, no I think you, may, you said it right when you said he's not the most skilled player in the world. Right. But like I said, and he just won game, a chip and the, the finals game, MVP exactly. with like no skill, the game as everyone keeps saying. Of oh, he's a flawed, he's a flawed oh, he superstar. He, that's like, that's an oxymoron. He's he has, a flawed superstar. The guy's a fuck. No, no, like I said, he definitely has. 60% from the field, bro. He definitely has more holes in his game than some people that I can compare him to. Offensively. Yeah. I mean, that's a part of the game. But I, I, I look, didn't say I with Cy. He's definitely, we know he's a great defender and we know he's a good offensive it, player. But I mean, it became a point where he was, they was hackershacking him because he was so in it. Like when you're in your head that often, any like. And it, that's what, and I'm glad you said that. And the reason why I'm glad you said that because I'm going to play a clip from Giannis because I think that was the major key in what has made him the best player in the world. I think he got over a mental hurdle during these playoffs, and you can hear it in his one-on-one interviews it. with Malik Andrews. I never heard him do interviews when, like this. Never, never. never. The one-on-one uh, interview he did. The one-on-one interview he did with Malika Andrews when she asked him about being at the free throw line and the Suns fans counting down. Uh, did she ask, like, can you hear her? And, and, no, well, she asked how it affected him. Oh, and he him. basically was like, you know what? I'm finally embracing it. It was fun to be able to hear them count my dribbles because he dribbles so many times yeah. and then and then when he had the press conference it was it was just a general press conference and i'll play the clip here right now where he talked about the past present and the future i want y'all to hear this okay usually when um from my experience right like when i think about like oh yeah I'm, i did this i you know i'm so great i had uh, 30 i had 25 10 and 10 or whatever the case might be because right. you're gonna think about that oh we won this and that usually the next day you're gonna suck right you know, uh, simple as that. You like the next few days, you're gonna be terrible. And uh, I figured out like a mindset to have that, like when you focus on the past, that's your ego. I did this. You know, um, we were able to, you know, uh, beat this team for all. We, we did. The, I did this in the past. I won that in the past. Mm-hmm. And when I focus in the future, is my pride. Like, yeah, next game, game five. I do this and this and this. Right. You know, I'm going dumb. That's your pride talking. Like, you, it doesn't happen. Like, you're right here. And um, <laughs> that's Marcellus. I kind of like try to focus in the, you <laughs> know, in the moment, in the present. And right, that's humility. That's being humble. That's not setting no expectation. That's going out there, enjoying the game, competing at a high level. And uh, I think I've had people throughout my life that helped me with that. But that's a skill that I've tried to like 
kind of um, um, how you say kind of like perfect it mastered. Uh, yeah mastered it and uh, that's been, that's all I needed to hear yeah. When I, mean, I heard great. him, when I heard him say that, mm-hmm. that's what I think allowed him to tap into the dominance that we saw, mm-hmm. and I think that's going to continue going I... forward because he's now crossed over a mental hurdle. Even the last episode when I had Tim Moore on here hmm. and he's shitting on Giannis, and you, Spencer, talked to me about it. I you did. said, "Yeah, you know, I think that guy Tim was wrong in regards to what he said about confidence. I mean, about uh, Giannis not being a skilled player, so on and so forth." And yeah. I agree with you 100. percent But what I did say in that very episode. For Giannis, it's a confidence hurdle. Once he taps into a particular mindset that allows him to be confident to yeah. go out there and just produce that's and lean why. into who he, he, he is as a player. He needed the validation. Nobody he, can but stop that's why he, he has needed the validation. But it's almost, it hurts my stomach to hear you just act like Kevin Durant is not more skilled than Giannis. He is more skilled. No, no, he's more skilled, but best. He's, no, that's, why, <laughs> he, that's what makes him better. Like, Kevin Durant is better of a basketball player than Giannis Antetokounmpo right now. He's not better defensively than Giannis. But he's a better, the whole package, because he's a great defender too. But night in and night out, Giannis can put up the same exact amount of points and probably averages more points than Kevin Durant does. Kevin Durant is a better hooper than Giannis right now. Giannis does have potential and is on his way to being the best with strides like he learned this series, which I agree. Kevin Durant's never been a defensive player of the year either, by the way. That's that's one (laughs) facet of the game. (laughs) I'm talking about all the way around, like smarts, all of that, like basketball IQ. I don't know, man. Giannis is coming. No, no, Giannis is no, 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 no. No, no, again, (laughs) instinct and IQ is two different things. Giannis's athleticism allows him to be so instinctfully impactful. I think, but Kevin Durant's IQ and knowing where to be in position and drawing charges and stuff that is different, bro. Giannis Giannis is just a freak. He's literally the Greek freak. I think that. I think that Giannis. I, I don't. I, I'm pretty sure I, it was. On, it must have been on do you think the right time. Do you think Bomani he's the best Jones. player in the world? Before you finish that, do you think he's the best player in the world right now? Yes, I do. Yeah, oh, you I do. You changed up. And no, 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 no. It's not. That. Listen, but, 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 but look, but up. look. No, I did it. He was saying what he said. I said what I said. Because you're talking about most <laughs> skilled true. player, that's, and that's I'm talking about the best. That's what I said. He is unequivocally the best player because he's the Finals MVP and he's the reigning NBA champion today. So no, so no matter what, he is regardless of we sit here and go back and forth about it, and regardless of how it looks and how cute it may be. And I know he's not the most skilled. The I know he's not the most skilled player, is but what it, it is. doesn't matter. He's, he's, and, and the he's, numbers still support it. The numbers he, support he, the dude, impact. He had Devon 50, got a way of persuading bro, people, no, man. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, no listen, I genuinely, listen, I thought that going in because, because uh, I, after that game, 50 points on, not, you know, people go, oh, it's a closeout game. It's the closeout game. It's the NBA championship game. He gives you 50. He gives you 10-plus rebounds. He gives you crazy defense. He gives you mad effective field goal percentage. He leads his team morally, emotionally, and physically. Nobody gives more effort than Giannis. No matter what. Across the league, league, night in and night out, nobody plays the game harder and with more grit than Giannis. And you talked about the injury. The best ability is availability. Like, we thought he was done for these playoffs. He should have been. We thought he was Absolutely been. done yeah, yeah. for it, his longevity just as a human. Here. He probably should have been, yeah, exactly, but he said, "No, bro. actually, I'm about to go rattle off like a hundred points in three <laughs> Even games." The doctors, I think I seen or heard somewhere row. where that was basically like his body recovered and did some shit that we never see. He's a freak. Like, 
It was so different. It matters, it matters when you talk about the best. In my yeah. opinion, I, I like that availability line. The best, yeah, the best ability is availability. I love that too. Yeah. And Kevin yeah. Durant wasn't too available this year, and that yeah. affected that team. And James Harden caught that stray too because he was out here, John. And James Harden caught that stray too because Giannis was like, "What's up, bro? I'm I, I'm at the podium right now. You're on the couch." And I mean, and that's really what it's going to boil down to. I think for a for a minute, but. You're talking about like why it's good for the NBA. I think it's great for the NBA because it just gives you another wrinkle good. and another look it's to good. be like, okay, yeah. you can go over there and you can win it that way over mm-hmm. there too. Yep. Mm-hmm. In a small market with this cat, mm-hmm. solo dolo built mm-hmm. completely around him. I mean, damn near they built that stadium from rubble yeah. around and his shout seat. out to the Bucks as a team. They did that's the definition of waiting your turn. They built that over they the last four shit. years or yeah. so. And they was gotten, swinging they, a hammer like, over their yeah, shoulder bro, every day. They, they have a good team. Which then makes you feel like what, resident Blazers fan? It makes me feel like, you know, <laughs> as you a see, small market team, it, you hurt. because no, it's, it's like, a big it, market. In my, I mean, small. this is a it, major it, city, though. It's a yeah, major it's, city, but every it, city, it, every NBA city yeah, is a major city. So a small market. It, it's, it's based on, like, the there's like a, there's like a metric system that yeah. they use to, like, okay. define it. Ain't it ain't LA, it ain't New York, You know, like, shit, the New York Knicks are the most valuable sports franchise, like, in the country. But I think Portland got to be top 10 in the list, though. I, no, it's. I don't think so. I don't think you so. Got Boston, Detroit. Yeah, you got two you got, LA teams. Yeah, no, you got right. two no, New York right. teams. No Maybe top yeah. twenty. You got, okay, <laughs> you okay. Got small like, market. Go, well, you? well, anyway, the point is, is to, at least from what I see, is like, excuse me. You see GMs and you see small market teams and you see this, you know, these different wrinkles of the way that guys are playing the game and and the way that they're building teams, and you go, okay, yeah, Portland could definitely pull something like that off, no doubt. Mm-hmm. You can't do that when you've, you know, pissed away all your assets and you've created wave after wave, uh, you know, basically directly at your your keystone ingredient for any sort of success. I mean, you know, the way that they've treated Dame and 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 the way that this the whole, you know, the thing in in Portland has, and I'm not going to get it because we've talked about it before. Yeah, but it's just. I, you know, I want to talk about what it you know means to like the game of basketball. I, at least I would hope, especially in the NBA, that you're going to see a lot more of that like parody in the league and just like new wrinkles of how teams are being built and where guys are willing to go and how you're going to make the money work and how you're going to make the game work. Because I mean, ultimately, at the end of the day, you want to see good basketball and you want to be excited about and like product. and like you want to be like I don't know what happens I think, next. I think and we maybe, maybe D boy maybe D boy doesn't want that because he's out here making bank off betting all the time. He wants to know exactly what happens next. <laughs> hey, no, but, but I, I think, as a fan, I think I just, for me as even as a fan of the Blazers, now obviously we've spoken on it many a times. Everybody knows exactly. I'm a Laker fan, but. From a Blazers standpoint, I think seeing a team like Milwaukee do what they just did over the course of the last few years to get to this result, I think it even exposed more so how much Portland has done wrong. I've only lived in Portland for five years. They've made it to the playoffs for the past nine or eight seasons, correct? Yeah. So it's like we got to see some of the climax of it. They went to the Western Conference Finals two years ago. So Yeah, we saw it all right. So it was like... (laughs) It was like, I think from there, it was a pertinent time for the Blazers to make a big move. And when I say a big move, I think the biggest name we've gotten since then was was Norman Norman Powell. I think at the rate that they were going and how much was going on in Portland, and again, for a major market, Portland has been making a lot of noise through an avenue of different ways. I think that was the time. And with them not doing it, 
it was almost like that. Bro, take I, one step forward man, to take two steps yo, back type and, of situation. Look, man, That's what I it think, feels like right now. I think now. the wave has crested, at least as far as basketball See? is concerned, in the city of Portland. Wow. And, I, I, dude... I'm here every day. I'm in these streets every Monday, day, <laughs> yeah, yeah, all yeah, day yeah. long. I'm really grabbing a a, a, a a hammer and swinging it over my shoulder every day, day in and day out, and grinding it away. Because my dad saw a championship in Portland, and he describes it to me as like, I mean, he was 18 years old, yeah, fresh out of high school. Portland's the NBA champs. He, t- you know, what I'm saying he regales me with those stories. Yeah. I mean, I've, my entire life has been like, I want that for myself. Yeah, you want to, f- you want that for and. And I live here, and I'm from here, bro. And I'm from here, and I just see mm-hmm. that like what it's gonna genuinely take as is in, with every good thing in life yep. is you gotta get up early and you gotta grind it out and you gotta do it with got I mean some sort of LA, smile or like, something on your face with some like real heart, you know what I mean? And I, and I just don't think that Portland has that. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, that's what it's going to take. Dame if they, has if it. They, yeah. If they can't do it right this offseason, this is going to be the turning you know, moment, the, the whole thing. And I feel like Blazer and if they fans can't, have been saying have to that put, for so many and, years, and, they're gonna and have that's to what put I mean. The, and we're going to have to do – hey, look, and, you know, as an organization, generally we do pretty good. We stay in contention, whoop, whoop, whip. But I just it, – it, there's a different level, like what Giannis was talking about. There's a different level to unlocking who you are inside of yourself and to really examine that and to find like a rubric in which you live your life and stay disciplined on that. Yeah, Portland, even though, Portland just even been though a bag at, at for every a lot time of it, it, you just keep getting stuff thrown at you that's like, this is why that's not going to work. This is why it's not going to work. This is why it's not going to work. I mean, Giannis had MVP written on the cap of his water bottles when he was like on his rookie contract or whatever the case yeah. may be. It's like, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? That kind of like determination and heart, like, you you can't you can't manufacture that at the front it's office. Constant like that. genuine it's, it's, grind, bro. You can't rush the process. It's it. You can't. Got to play it. the long game. Yep. Sticking with the NBA Finals here, I got to give a crowd chant to that of Malika Andrews. Oh my! They're going nuts for Malika <laughs> right now. God. They're going nuts <laughs> for her. She, she stole. She sold out the stadium and she won Finals MVP. <laughs> Might as well have, yeah. but what she did. Uh, for- she certainly won best dress, man. Nice dress. Fly. She's looking fly. fly. Just comfortable out there, you know. That was cool. For, for and did those, a great job. Absolutely. For those that don't know, Malika Andrews because becomes the youngest ever host of the NBA Finals trophy presentation. And it's super dope to see, obviously, in correlation to her going to the University of Portland right here. Um, she also grew up in the Bay Area, as you and I did, D-Boy. She's an alumni guest She's here. an alumni guest of the this very podcast. Guest. The inaugural guest. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Of the very first episode of this podcast. If you go back, we're about 150 deep now. But if you go back to number one, Malika Andrews was our guest. And it's just so dope to see and, and follow her journey. Because at the time, her and I were both college students. And John Canzano, who I used to intern with. He just believed in both of us. And he and I talked about it on the episode that we had with Kanzano on here as well. I think he's around like episode 120, somewhere around there. But um, he linked Malika Andrews and I together when I was his intern. And she was a young dynamite writer at The Beacon, which is the University of Portland's school newspaper. And she had been doing a bunch of sports journalism internships throughout you know, her college years. And I'll never forget... Kanzano linked her and I together, and he wanted us to have a show together over at 750 The Game. And so her and I connect, we text, we meet up at the studio at the radio station, and as we're getting ready to record, we both like 
just pause and just stop in our tracks because it was new territory to us. We had never really done this to that magnitude before. I mean, I'm sure she had been some guests on some certain things, but we're trying to create a demo of our own show and neither one of us have actually been a host before. So that's where the difference was. Being a guest and, you know, answering questions is one thing, but when you have to <laughs> produce a show, that's an entirely different thing. And so to know like how we nervously got through that demo and then shortly after that, she ends up getting the James Reston fellowship with the New York Times and I decided, "Hey, we're going to just turn that demo into a podcast and call it Wake Up and Win. She then decided, you know what? Well, I'm going to be the very first guest on your podcast, episode one of this podcast. I interviewed Malika Andrews. We talk Super about her, G Jason. Move. Super, Super G, G move. move. Super G move. She's I mean, solid the, as a the, rock. The, the only right way to do it. Absolutely. You know? Absolutely. So, yeah, you know, obviously, obviously, you know, she's had a lot of success in, in her journey, and I've been able to do a thing or two in my journey. So it's just super dope to see somebody that you started out with, essentially, very early on, be able to accomplish something of that magnitude yeah. of becoming the youngest ever trophy presentation <laughs> yeah. or trophy presenter yeah. ever. <laughs> she hosted it. And, you know, and it's crazy, man, because, you know, I've been, I've been, I, I tried to, especially, you know what I'm saying, with like the six degrees sort of, uh, you know, relationship with Malika. Cause I mean, I remember sitting up with you in the studios downtown, 750 The Game, editing that very podcast and yeah. what you're talking about with you. And, uh, you know, watching that uh, Malika thing, like, I know this is bringing it into a larger thing, but, I mean, ESPN has just gotten kind of almost so lucky with her in, like, the way that especially black female journalists have sort of, like, you know, uh, uh, you know what I'm saying, come emerged. about, emerge, put their, put their foothold in, like, a really sort of impactful way, especially in sports journalism, particularly at ESPN, in conjunction with the Maria Taylor thing, the Rachel Nichols thing. Like, I don't know. I know that this is sort of like a cynical way of looking at it, but I'm just like, man, ESPN damn near getting bailed out again because they have yeah. Malika, who's just like an obvious bona fide star. Yeah, mm -hmm. no doubt. <laughs> I hope, I hope know, this, no this particular it. episode is really inspiring too because I think without us even trying, it's one common denominator to everything we went over, and it's really Trust in the process. We've seen everything go from beginning to greatness. Yeah. And that means a lot. You know, even if we didn't play that this particular part of the clip, but Giannis spoke heavily a lot about where him and his family came from. Yeah. And that goes back yeah. to, I always say, celebrating the small wins. He ended up getting to a big win. But again, the mindset was just being in a moment, being happy to be here, playing the game providing for my family everything else is really icing on the cake and then that translates into the Malika Andrews thing and her starting from literally freezing up you know in in, in a new territory situation and then taking it to to breaking records in the yeah. industry yes, you feel me the highest like, of heights <laughs> that's what i'm saying the whole comment to the LTD store with us hoping to be there for six months and then not knowing fully what we was getting into and, and where that's going it's like all of this stuff really comes down to you can't take shortcuts and you got to trust the process. And I'm very I mean? and I'm very glad that you said that because I am seeing a lot of people still connect Malika's success to that of 
the nasty incident, the the terrible, unfortunate incident of Rachel Nichols, Rachel Nichols and Maria, and Maria Taylor, Taylor mm-hmm. because obviously that was Rachel Nichols' job prior. And mm-hmm. the way it's looking, there's already reports coming out saying that Malika, now that Maria Taylor has moved on, she's no longer with ESPN. And I've also seen reports that she's already in Tokyo, which means her and NBC are on the horizon, and that contract will be sealed, sealed and dealed in no time. Yeah. But... Malika is now looking at looking like the strong candidate to host NBA Countdown starting next season because yeah, I don't be. think I don't think Rachel will get that position back. But I say that to say this isn't about Rachel Nichols and what it was that she had to say or the job that she lost or whatever the case may be because Malika earned that shit yeah. from mm-hmm. day see, one mm-hmm. and it showed mm-hmm. when 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 the opportunity came. And, she clearly was prepared and for it. That's Facts. why, clearly. and that's why, when I'm looking at this thing, at least from where I'm standing, I, I've been thinking about like talking to you about this pretty much all day because, you know, the way that I see it is, is like a lot of people that emerge into new. We all feel the same way when you emerge into like a new space, or you're really trying to like, you know, uh, uh, do do something where you want to be great, or, or try to get a new job, or or uh, you know, try out for a team or something like that. You want to be based and judged on being the best person, regardless of race, color, creed, economic d- disposition, whatever the case may be. You want to just be viewed as like, if I'm the best person for the job and I'm the most talented, whatever, I get the job. Yeah. You know? And yeah. so that's where, you know, from what from my understanding of, of the subtext of, you know, the Rachel Nichols, Maria Taylor thing, it's like, that's what they're, that's where that kind of the heart of that discourse but that's what I'm saying when I said ESPN kind of got bailed out because it's like in the midst of your controversy, yeah, you have Here this comes like Malika obvious, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and, and it's yeah. tough, and it and it must be tough for somebody like a a Rachel Nichols or shit, even a, a Maria Taylor for, to be like, I work so hard to get to these positions and and to, and to try whatever, and then you see these obvious talents come down the pipe. And you're like, well, damn, I'm not that good. I mean, there's got to be some level of like. I don't even think it's a matter of not being that good because I do think they are indeed that good. I I think Rachel Nichols is really good. I I don't. I I don't think. I think think Rachel Nichols and Maria Taylor are middling. Uh, Maria Taylor is is the uh, it, 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 you know I mean I'm, and and I'm just fair. trying to speak objectively about journalists. Like I'm not telling you who you got to like or dislike from what I from what I see. Like. Maria Taylor looks like a, a, a like a lesser version of like a younger Carrie Champion, as far as I'm, which isn't bad. It's not terrible. Uh, no, I mean, I, or she, she's I don't like, think so. She, maybe, may, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I think that's you got Taylor it wrong. Rooks. But maybe we don't have to Taylor agree. Rooks. I'm not. I'm not no, trying to persuade maybe you. Maybe that's agree Taylor Rooks. The whole point of what I'm saying is, is that like you see Malika and you're like, okay, yeah, she's obviously very good, and yeah. she's she's being able. She she just absolutely knocks out of the park any assignment that she's gotten so far. Yeah, she hasn't absolutely. she has not fumbled at all yet. Absolutely. And, and so and, that's invaluable. You and know? that's where I think you're correct when you say ESPN is bailed out in that regard because because any sort of feasible talent that they have, yeah. they're just letting that shit walk out the door. Uh, yeah. And that, and, but and they but they have the golden in. goose here. Yeah, basically. A, a new one in Malika Andrews comes in. So I, like I said, I don't think because that's a knock to their jobs, though. I don't think bro. that's a knock to Maria Taylor and Rachel Nichols' no, ability no, as reporters no, listen, at all. No, not at all. I, I am not the saying that at all, The same way I don't think their controversy, controversy, excuse me, should affect that of Malika Andrews' success no, and people no, not at putting all. the two together by any means. I, that's I, it's, I appreciate you saying that because you, 
Yes, I agree with He's that. He's adamant about that for sure. For sure. No, I know, no, I know, for, I know sure, he, yeah, for sure. As he should be. You know? Yeah, for sure. for sure. But it's easy for people to do. It's just tough. You, uh, yeah. It's just tough because you're like, all right, dude, you guys keep screwing these things up. And then, you know, you, you want to try to save by You want to try to promote this, like, you want to try to promote this, like, you know, culture of like inclusivity and like understanding and, and whatever, you know. And then you keep fumbling. And then, you, and then, yeah. And then it's like the things that you do sort of like hinge your, you know, value on or whatever. It's like all very pretty, like, well, I can kind of see why you did it that way, sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, just in terms of like, why does Rachel Nichols still have a job after like some shit like that? Oh, I can see why you did it that way. Why is Maria Taylor getting outed while Malika Andrews is getting? But she left on her own. I will. She left on her own. Yeah, well, she's, NBC well, offering she's, up more money because she's a. That's why because that's well, because we ain't she could, call it that, brother. No, I mean not. I didn't mean <laughs> it like that. You know what I mean? She was just like she yeah, bossed I, up. You, you're you know saying I mean? it in a, in a positive yeah, way. I yeah. Get yeah. Yeah, yeah. Excuse yeah. me. I'm very sorry about that. I genuinely am working on it. Yeah, but for sure. Anyway, that that's how I feel because I've been thinking about that a lot, and it, and, and uh, it's been getting to me because I don't know how. You know what I'm saying? I'm I'm so far removed from any sort of like <laughs> firsthand experience of that, but I just you know, I a- know. absolutely, it's all good. I think we uh. <laughs> I think we got to get another crowd chant here to offset that a little bit. Um, and this chant goes to that of a guy by the name of LeBron James. LeBron. LeBron James has become the first ever billionaire in the NBA, active in the NBA. Obviously, Michael Jordan, there's guys that left the NBA and became billionaires. Michael Jordan pretty much is that guy. But LeBron is still actively playing in the NBA and he's now a billionaire. That is nuts. He's been getting millions since high school. I ain't surprised. I'm not surprised either. I but, thought he already was. <laughs> but to see, but but that feat is one that obviously we've never seen before. So that alone makes it absolutely crazy. I'm also not surprised at the timing of it now that he has a Space Jam movie out, which I haven't seen, by the way. Have y'all? Yeah, I've seen it twice. Thoughts? <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Let's keep talking about uh, what we was talking about. <laughs> You don't want my thoughts on that movie. I'm yeah, a grown man. You are a grown man. <laughs> oh, Share thoughts. your thoughts. I mean, it's a kid's movie. It's yeah, a kid's that's why movie. I said my thoughts so don't didn't... count. I don't want my thoughts in it. <laughs> 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 it wasn't for me. It wasn't made for me. You feel me? Yeah. It wasn't I was a kid when the first Space Jam, so it's really hard for me to compare. To, I don't feel like I'm giving an accurate or fair critique of it, you know, with giving my opinion, because I, I didn't think it was a good movie you know what i mean like the plot you didn't like the storyline the plot yeah i thought the storyline was wasn't good and i thought the acting wasn't good you know like it was just you know i I, and i wasn't surprised at that i thought it was still good to come out it was good for the culture and maybe for the kids i didn't watch it around kids so i don't know what their take of it was you know but it was just blatantly corny to me fair that's how you feel is that fair? I, I mean, as long as... That's I, how you I don't feel. know if Did that's you see fair. it in the theater? No, I, I got you, like, HBO Max. It? Oh, okay. But you yeah, also... I, I, I talked to you about this a little bit. You also watched the first Space Jam and then watched the second yep. Space Jam right yeah. after I it. bought Space Jam the regular <laughs> now, that's one. that's not fair. No. <laughs> I mean, that's why, I'm, that's why I said I, I really don't about know. bad acting, man. Michael me? Jordan was so bad in that so movie. So people were saying Michael I Jordan mean, was a geez. bad actor, too. I thought he was good in that. Like, no. after looking at him, like, I thought... classic. I thought... Comparatively I, to even, LeBron even James, plot, he's not, he doesn't even, from, even hold a candle. Even the beginning 
with the I believe I can fly and okay, the that's dad the coming out scene, like though. I'm serious. That scene like, alone is worth price but, of admission. But it's but like, that's, that's what I'm the saying. scene then, in my head. But then, every time I think but about I'm even talking about Deepin and Jordan, like even the additives. You gotta you gotta remember he had Barkley and Charles Oakley and the tall white boy on there, and like when they were getting the shit, <laughs> like they acting was. That felt real. Again, I don't know if it was because I was a kid, but I looked back and was like, damn, that yeah, still looked dude. like that really happened yeah, in the middle dude. of a game at Madison Square Garden. Nostalgia. Nothing yeah, felt like nostalgia. that. That's nostalgia. 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 And then he do it, like, oh, come on, that's bro. Crazy. <laughs> he just, dabbed it. Yeah, it was wow. just shit like that. I was just I like, just imagine the dude sitting around writing that, like, oh, that'll be real nice like, for, the, for the culture. That'll like, add to <laughs> yeah. It was just it yeah. was parts like that. That's, you feel me? And again, dumb. that I don't think a kid would would look at it through the lens. So that's why I say I'm not. Well, I don't want to criticize corny, a man so whatever, who is know? accomplishing <laughs> so many great things. I you asked my opinion, and that was yeah, my take. That's, that's what I wanted. All no, that's right, cool. Right. I, that's haven't what I, I haven't I seen it yet. I haven't seen it yet either. No, so I you can't know what, say. dude? I saw Uncle Drew in theaters. I'm sure I'm gonna love Space Jam too. I don't know why I'm sitting here trying. I I'm a sucker for all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah, what man, about so. what about like the other NBA players? Like you mentioned the Shaw and Bradleys and all of that in this first Space Jam. What about like Dame? Anthony Davis, Clay, what like? Well, they were what were they your were characters, about their roles so you couldn't really feel them as like I'm talking about. Charles Barkley was Charles Barkley yeah. in the right, movie. Muggsy right, right. Bogues was in Space Jam. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, that would have added a lot of these value. were their right. regular having, these yeah. were their I regular faces. So as them being stuff. against LeBron, like you only seeing them as superheroes. So like you know when they saying like you know who these people are, but they were not the same. They effect. were not humans. Like they cha- Charles Barkley went from playing in the middle of a game to. Getting that Uzi shit in him and start playing dumb. You feel me? Like that shit felt like that happened at a real game. This shit felt like a superhero versus villain basketball. Yeah, like it was got different. Gotcha. Got I just, you. I do. I just, I'm just imagining you like sitting in your apartment, just like watching Space Jam with like a real critical eye and being like, I don't know, I like this Bro, at all, was, man. Space Jam was good. I just didn't think too. That's why I meant. Yeah, I didn't, yeah, I didn't think to accomplish what I thought it well, would. Well, you know what? Now like. I'm gonna I'm gonna go get it tonight. Yeah. I think I'm I expected it. it to be great. Convince me, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna watch it as well, yeah, just because I, I I want to see it. I'm yeah. interested in it. You um, seen part a little part of I it? I seen like a five minute. What was your five minute it? take? That's like a well, trailer. you showed me the corniest like- part, and, and so <laughs> you showed me the dab part that you just talked about. So, <laughs> but you, you your intention, other part. You my seen, point was you my seen point. Other parts I seen the trailer. I really haven't seen the movie. My thing was your intention was to show me the corniest part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, you're and, like, look and that's how bad this No, that was the beginning of the movie. Like, yeah, I don't know. I can't say it. It got more corny than that or not because I didn't oh, see it. No. But obviously, I did watch the corny part no. of it, so that part was indeed. Shout corny. out to the billionaire part, though. Yeah, yeah, he's a beast for that, man. So, congratulations to LeBron on that. Have y'all seen the Shakari Richardson slash Beats slash Kanye West ad? Oh, yeah, I've seen it. Oh, shoot. Can, uh, no, I haven't. I haven't. I yeah. haven't. Can I yeah, add right? one more thing before we move forward? Go for it. I just looked up the ratings. People look at ratings and reviews on movies these days. I never looked like until right now because we uh, IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, and Google is rated four point three out of ten on Oof. IMDb. It's rated twenty nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's a three star 
out of five yeah, that's on rough. Google. So I'm not that, surprised. You know, yeah, that, but I mean, that's that's not just my opinion talking. You know, I, I really wanted to not sound oh, like we have I'm a hating. whole conversation about how you know remakes of movies and and sequels and stuff, but. Yeah, that's for another well, time. Well, and see. then too, it's also LeBron, who's very hated in this world, by the way. <laughs> that's and, uh, yeah, I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that. Makes zero sense. What he just said. He's the first billionaire player. <laughs> He's not hated. Up. He's yeah. not very. What he, I'm saying is, in, in, in regards to controversy, you can get a billion dollars and be hated, bro. Like what I'm saying is, LeBron is not like. A lot more than Michael Jordan was not liked in his era of basketball. But that's the clarification because of what LeBron was willing to do outside to make it of the clear sport of basketball. On why I said what I, I said. That. Because, I got that. You know, part. I, I got that. Again, I, I feel like that. that's going to be correlated. Like people are looking to hate on LeBron, and I don't want it to yeah, seem I'm like not that. Saying if that's he your really opinion. just didn't do it, I'm, spe- yeah. I'm speaking to the ratings, not I'm, your yeah, opinion yeah. in that regard. LeBron, people not rating LeBron high is something that I'm not surprised by in anything that he does. I mean, the dude has been shot down for his greatness time and again in so many different ways. And it's just a thing because of things that he's willing to do and stances that he's willing to take that Jordan would not take. (laughs) And people love Jordan for who he was as a basketball player, and rightfully so. He's the greatest of all time in that regard. But LeBron definitely is a polarizing figure far more than, than Michael Jordan was during his days of playing basketball, in my opinion. LeBron James is more of a polarizing. I, I don't figure. know what polarizing means. I'm not gonna lie, so maybe, but it means like divisive. Divisive, like oh. people, like people take extreme positions on. Exactly. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. And, for and sure. that's and that's the for point sure. that I'm I mean, saying in regards to those ratings. Your opinion can be 100 percent valid, and I'm not mm-hmm. speaking to that. But the ratings, mm-hmm. I want to see. That's what's included would, in those ratings. I just would want to see for myself before I went off the ledge and said, you know what, those ratings probably. I'm gonna aren't give you my HBO Max login tonight. You got to see it. <laughs> I'm check it out. I'll yeah. check it out. Shakari Champion. Did you, I mean oh, Shakari? I said Shakari Champion. Shakari Richardson. Kerry Champion, who we talked about earlier. You mentioned Kerry Champion earlier. Shakari Richardson. Yeah. And Beats and Kanye West. Did y'all see the commercial? I yeah, didn't. I did. It was cool. I mean, you know, it's kind of a new Kanye song that hasn't even technically dropped yet. Yeah. One of the most like you know electrifying sort of young athletic talents. You know, mm-hmm. cool commercial in the midst of controversy. You know what I'm saying? It all yeah, works. I, I, it all works on a marketing level. For absolutely, sure. <laughs> I agree. A, you know. I agree in that regard. Um, what about Kanye West and like him attaching himself back to something like that after obviously the criticism that he's had over the last however many years because of his political stances? Uh, man, that, <laughs> I, Kanye is Kanye. Yeah, I agree there. <laughs> Let him do. I mean, he does whatever he wants. You know, I think I, I don't know what the implications of this is, man. Because this, this Shakari Richardson weed Olympics thing is is it's just deepening by the second. It's very deep. Well, everything about the Olympics is deepening by mm-hmm. the second, which is why mm-hmm. when we get to uh, taking L's, I'm gonna just go ahead and say right now, I'm giving the International Olympic Committee the L, but. <laughs> But anywho, like I said, in regards to Kanye, I agree with you that Kanye is Kanye. In most cases, I would say this is something where Kanye is probably trying to disassociate himself from being known as like MAGA Kanye, especially because (laughs) Mm -hmm. you're going to have, I mean, I'm already seeing, especially here in Oregon in the outskirts of the city of Portland, I'm already seeing the Trump 2024 flags 
and, and things of that sort already. Shit. I'm already insanity. seeing it. That's and it's not in 2024. We're not that far removed from 2024. So my point is, mm. does this feel like something where Kanye has to be intentional of disassociating himself with that? Because that whole movement is going to rise again in some capacity. Hopefully not the capacity of him becoming president again, but in some capacity, Mm-mm. we will see a Donald Trump movement, political movement, come to fruition again, hopefully just not in the way that it has in the past. I think, and Kanye needs to disassociate with himself from that like now rather than I think when Kanye just always up. been madly misunderstood. That's what I think it comes down to. I don't think... I think some things just make more sense to us and be like, that's the stance or that's the role he was supposed to play in this. Hence this Richardson um, commercial that I haven't even seen yet. But with what you're implying as far as him possibly making a move to show that this is where I stand or this is what I represent or whatever. I think even with the Trump stuff, like, he had a different narrative than we understood on why he was supporting or trying to get close with that party or whatever the case may be. We could think it's bullshit, but we ain't in his shoes. We ain't in his tax bracket. We ain't in his mental capacity or none of that shit. And we ain't with a Kardashian. And we ain't with a Kardashian. (laughs) So I say all that to say, I think in in his mind, for for whatever his end goal was, some of the moves that he made that we disagree with, made sense for him to get closer to that goal. Look, it, you know, it, it, sometimes it worked, sometimes it don't. But I don't think this was an intentional, <laughs> like, I'm going to do this to get out of the, you know, get get sure. a good representation. Look, reputation. I think bad he just timing, true. Bad timing. Look, man, you know, objectively. bad timing? Obje- when, when, when he, what he did and how he did it, even though. Yeah, like w- you which said, we might not just, understand yeah, with his M.O., you know. Because yeah, it, it was, it was more artists than just cer- him that did that, to uh, be honest with you. I think Dr. Dre even did some shit similar and said. Lil was, Wayne did it. So Lil Wayne did it. I say all that to say. Maga Wayne. Kanye West just had. did it. See? Kanye West just has such a more track record of things that we don't understand Look, I, I, that that's why we talking about him but i, I seen mean, multiple artists not take nearly the rap so again i don't th- i think this was kanye being kanye i don't think I, it was to make somebody feel one way or another about him you know, he's trying to get a message across i uh you know on a surface level kanye west is a middle-aged man who just got divorced so like he's gonna you know what else would you expect from him? i mean i'm not trying to like what minimize no no I don't, no I don't know what he's talking about no i mean like he's listen he's coming out with a new album he's coming out with a new album and donda. he's, atta- and he's at-, at donda and he's attaching it to the shakari richardson thing what is that like for what reason exactly does, does he have That's any? Is he out? promoting the legalization of weed or something like that in the album? I don't know. I'm just saying he's a cat that just got divorced. He's trying to come out with a new album. He's trying to push music. He's attaching it. It looks to me like he's just oh the, the marketing team was like well this makes sense you know the the uh, uh, the slogan of that campaign the slogan of that the slogan of that campaign that the slogan of that campaign is run your own race. That's the slogan of that campaign. So it's like, all right, maybe Kanye's going. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm just speculating no, I, here. I, but I, I, I you catch know what, what I'm saying? Like, saying. But at the end of the day, he's a cat that just like somebody he loved, he has kids with. He just, you know what I'm saying? And she's a young woman who is, you know, was about to be like, I mean, no question about it. it had she ran in those Olympics, she would have been like Usain Bolt level. Like, yeah, it would have been. It, it would have been unbelievable, unbelievable blow up for her. No question. I mean, it probably still will. You asked me. She, she might make more noise Bro, now than before. And, you and asked, that's what but, I wanted to ask. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is this better for Sha'Carri Richardson in regards to obviously her mm-hmm. not? 
Hell going yeah. to the Olympics, and Hell now she's yeah. getting the long because Kanye like is still Kanye. About, yes. The beats is still beats. Like those are I mean, luckily, massive and, entities. And luckily, the 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 crime was weed, which can you can turn the other cheek in ninety percent of the world mm-hmm. right now. It's not like she did something so harsh where so many um, sponsors and 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 endorsements are threatened. Obviously, it pulls away from some, but. I think just the eyes and the popularity and everything that's gonna come behind this yeah. is is bigger for her than she may even well she probably sees it, but then we may think, you know, as opposed to her running the race this year. I, I swear, I agree. I, I agree. I, yeah, de- you're especially definitely right. because and, and I'm matter of fact, I'm just gonna allow that to transition us into taking L's because I'm giving my L to the International Olympic Committee and. Tying it to that, even though this was unintentional, but mm-hmm. tying it to the take that you just had, they are absolutely crumbling. They are not looking in the greatest light right now. Mm-hmm. They don't know still if they're going to cancel <clears throat> the Olympics or not. And the opening ceremony is this Friday at 4 a.m. They are in a place where everything like bad about hours, the IOC. Dude. That's like ev- in some hours. Everything bad about the IOC in regards to how they're handling the this public health Damn. crisis in regards to the 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 blatant capitalist structure that they have is all being exposed in this very moment right now. And Dr. Jules Boycott, friend of the show, just wrote a piece today in the LA Times. And essentially he was talking about how Los Angeles, who's slated to host the 2028 games, needs to take a hard look at what's happening right now and what the interests are of that of the IOC because it's clearly not your local area because there's already 80 there it was reported up to 80 maybe more now 80 positive cases of folks that were in the olympic community that are out there in tokyo right now and then there's hardly anybody vaccinated in tokyo so the 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 tokyo numbers are really low and then you've already had the public officials out in Tokyo as well, that said, hey, we know that our civilians don't want to have these games here. We don't support these games here. But contractually, we can't cancel the games with our position. The IOC decides that. And we're clearly seeing what the IOC is deciding to do and trying to force these games to go forward. I I screenshotted this excerpt from the article in the LA Times that you're referring to. I just thought the verbiage was so crazy. It states you're talking about the contract, Joe's and then, and, yeah. yeah, and uh, and how LA signed to you know host the 2028. It's the same verbiage in the in the two contracts, and there's a it says states that only the IOC can cancel the games in Japan. The contract's tremendous powers include listen how they word this an ability to transmogrify the elected leader of a sovereign state into a mere supplicant, which. I usually don't have to look up words, and I can tell you exactly. Transmogrify means to change something. Literally, look it up in a magical way. And then a supplicant is basically like a petitioner, or sometimes in like studies, like they call them like beggars. It basically means like you can complain all you want, but yeah. nothing you say can change our decision making. And you're the head and just public that official verbiage that, in there and, is yeah. just so <laughs> insane to me. Like, why would you? I'm gonna magically turn you into someone who can't do anything yeah, about let me like tuck this that's with crazy. these magical just, words that you're not gonna that? even know. Yeah. It's, it's insane. <laughs> that's crazy. Those words that the choice of those words is crazy, and it's yeah. honestly it kind of scary was because it's like everything. That's going on. It shouldn't have happened, and they looked a lot yeah, more bad happened, than good. Bro. It's it shouldn't have happened. Sure. It so. shouldn't have happened at all. And so because that, of that, we are going to give 
the International Olympic Committee a big fat. Yo, there we go. There we go. And I'm keeping that in there, by yeah, the way. That's yeah, that's right. We're in a new no, studio. Cut. Yeah, Ron and Cut. I'm keeping yeah. that in there 100%. Okay. Well, new you know, studio. taking L's, my taking L's, I'm going to say in that spirit of that, I'll take the L for myself today because I apologize. I didn't mean my mouth runs. You know how it goes. My mouth runs. I haven't been in the studio in a minute. I'll get back on there once if we ever get back into the swing. So I'll take my own L this week, and I'll let you gentlemen uh, discuss your taking L. My L was the uh, <laughs> the state Arizona. They took an L. Every vendor, every store sold out a shirt that says Suns and Four <laughs> after they went up 2-0. <laughs> they lost. They gave up four games in a row. And 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 like we spoke with outside uh, about outside with them being um, a super hot spot right now. Kind of how Portland. I say before the pandemic, but Portland still is hot spot. A lot of transplants visiting, coming, moving here. You're you're a local, you know, right? Mm. It's the same. The the price going up in rent, building everywhere. Same thing happening in Arizona. And when I tell you for how hot Arizona is right now, and was a hot spot being open during COVID and hell of shit, like that championship going to the Phoenix Suns was about to take them through the roof. When I tell you it was going to shine even more light on the city, it was going to be another appealing point to 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 Arizona. It was only going to boost the economy and things of that nature, yeah. even though it's good up there. Um, I think them being premature with the whole celebration, and I'm saying the state of Arizona because I don't really want to attack just the team, but we've seen a lot of premature celebration after winning just the Western Conference Finals. Yeah, and that man. doesn't take away from the fact that that's not a great feat. But as we mentioned, with Chris Paul being there and in that realm of the game yeah, so Phoenix. many times, it's like him of all people should have known. Like until we holding that, what do they call it? Larry O'Brien? Larry, Larry O'Brien. Until we holding that trophy, none of this really doesn't matter that much. And yeah. so, like I said, all the premature celebration, like the whole thing was already won and then to give it up in that manner, yeah. like not even winning another one after going up 2-0. I yeah, man, Phoenix. Man, Phoenix took a premature evacuation from that, the playoffs. That was man. crazy, you know. <laughs> so that so, was, that was my L for sure. So we're gonna give two boos because I didn't give Spencer his boo yet. Oh so. yeah, you gotta give me that go. boo. Run me my boo, and I'll take it like on the chin, like a gentleman. And then D boy, we gotta give the state of Arizona a boo here. <laughs> yeah, they gotta get a boo. Yeah, that's it. You want to boo for Arizona. There you go. Ooh, and, and, I, I, and, I, and we'll obviously get all of that together and cleaned up. We're at a new studio. We let you know that at the top of the episode. We love I'm it, I'm not though. editing yeah, any of that, it's by good. the way. We're I'm good. not We're editing money it because, because why? Um, but, yeah, no, I, I appreciate you, Zeb, the engineer over there. We appreciate you, man, for yes, allowing us to come through and rock out on this episode. Anything else before y'all leave? I see it. We covered a Follow lot of Follow me at Play for Par. I got some good stuff coming for golfers and, and, and sportsmen of the like. We'll talk next week more about details for the uh, the one-year anniversary of the LTD store. Absolutely. On that note, we are going to leave y'all the only way that we know how, and that is to stay woke and, and go, go win. win.